This week on the Business Life and Coffee Show, we're going to be talking about a famous brand that's donating masks to homeless, the leadership lie, and why we need to recruit followers and not just leaders, and tips to succeed and win at work in this week's Coffee Shop Q&A. Don't want to miss it. Make sure you check out this episode, and I'll see you on the other side of the intro. All right. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show, where we help you build a better business and lifestyle as well. This week's episode is brought to you by Restream.io. And what I love about Restream.io is if you have a voice, you have a way to share it with the world. And why not share it in multiple places? with the click of a button. So with Restream.io, you can utilize its access to push to Facebook, push to YouTube, push to LinkedIn, push to Twitch, push to Periscope. And why not go public with some of your views and build a platform just like the Business Life and Coffee Show. So check out the link in the show notes for our link for you to get Restream.io and you won't be disappointed with the ability to just how easy it is to go live with your with your voice. All right, this week's episode, we want to celebrate with Mama I Made It. And Mama I Made It is all about leaders who are making a difference. This week, we are going to showcase Hanes. That's right, Hanes, the underwear brand, the famous for Michael Jordan back in the day. Does anybody remember the Michael Jordan Hanes commercials? But according to goodnewsnetwork.org, Haynes is not only making sure Americans can be safe through the production of PPE and masks, but they're also equipping America's homeless with one million masks to ensure they can access essential businesses. Now, using nonprofit organizations, they're partnering for their annual sock drive. They're actually, in addition to the sock drive, they're going to be giving a special emphasis to COVID-19 and homeless hotspots like Los Angeles, Miami, and Houston. And they're going to have distribution groups like Invisible People, which is a homelessness advocacy group in America. Now, shout out to Haynes for this. Typically, we want to celebrate smaller groups and entrepreneurs who are making a difference. But I thought it was important to highlight Haynes because they are leading the way as a large business to say, hey, we need to A, help people be safe from COVID-19 by wearing masks, and B, we need to help our homeless populations. Because let's think about this for a second. You can't walk into a grocery store. You can't walk into a 7-Eleven. You can't walk into a gas station. You can't walk into a hospital without a mask. And if you don't have a mask, then you unfortunately won't be able to access those services. And so Haynes recognized that not only is it important for you to get access to services, but the barrier that blocks a lot of homeless people to receiving those services these days are their inability to get masks. So shout out to Haynes. If you want to read more about it on our episode, click the show notes link that we're going to post there and you will be able to get more information about that. All right, let's go into our next topic, which is 
while you were working. So while you were working is news you need to know and use. And this week, we're going to highlight a friend of ours, a friend of the podcast. We haven't had her on the show just yet, but I know that it's going to come soon. Actually, this is my invitation. Nicole, come join the show. We've got to talk about influencers and how it's important to build your career. But Nicole recently posted on ERE, which is a recruiting intelligence website. And she has an article that says the leadership lie, why and how to recruit followers. Now, I'm just going to park on that title for a little bit. And I thought it was really impactful. Just the idea of branding something as the leadership lie. Well, What is the leadership lie and what lie have we been telling ourselves over these years about building successful companies? And I think McCole is on to something in the sense that companies that are successful It's not only about having strong leaders, but it's also about people who you can trust to carry that vision, to carry their assignments, to carry the objectives, and to follow leadership as it goes and charts a course for an organization. So within this article in ERE, and we're going to drop a link to it on the podcast, but McColl goes on to say, recent McKinsey research shows that 82% of Fortune 500 executives don't believe that their companies recruit highly talented people. Many leaders blame that on external factors like the economy or their talent acquisition team inability to do a good job. But what if the problem is that we aren't actually recruiting the people we need because we are instead recruiting the people we think we need. Now, that is a serious question. What do you think about that? Do you think companies are failing at hiring talent because they are recruiting the kinds of people that they think they need instead of hiring people that actually um, will be successful in their organization? We're going to talk about tips to win at work in a little bit. But the thought that I have on that question is I couldn't agree more. I think that we look for people that look good on paper. We look good for people that we think will work in our organization. But employee engagement results and Gallup poll results show that so many people are disengaged at work. So it would be worth it to challenge the systems and processes and beliefs that we have about work. Because if so many people are disengaged at work these days, COVID or otherwise, we have to evaluate how we're putting teams together and what we're doing and um, whether or not we're attributing the right people and bringing the right people into the organization. So last week, or at the time of this podcast being released a few weeks ago, McColl and I did a Twitter chat where we talked about the importance of leadership at work. And one of the things that I mentioned was that you want to make sure that you have not just people that look good on paper, but people that are right for your organization. And sometimes that means bringing people on board in your company that don't want to become CEO. They don't want to get the corner office. They want to find meaning in the work that they do and the work that you've hired them for. And they're not wanting to go two steps up the corporate ladder and then you have to go back and recruit for that position again. And it's funny that we, it's funny to me at least, that that is how we recruit nowadays because I remember starting out in HR and some of the companies that I would work for and we would even say to candidates or maybe not say to candidates, but we would talk about candidates and say, wow, you know, the ambition that they have is great, but we're really looking for someone who wants to thrive in the role that we're hiring for over the next two, three, five years. And so you really had to, um, from a recruiting standpoint, evaluate whether or not a person was going to 
be great in the role that they're in right now or if they had ambitions to go on and you know leave the department or leave the organization that's particularly important in a small business because there may not be that sort of room to change titles but there's definitely room to grow your influence and so uh, mccall's article i want you to check it out I'm not going to spill all of the uh, beans about it, but I think it presents a very good question that we need to ask ourselves. And so while you are working, I thought you would want to stop a second and read this on ERE. So check out the link in the show notes and you will ask yourself, are we hiring the right people for the job? Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. All right, we're back to this episode's Coffee Shop Q&A. This is our virtual mentorship and interview section. And I'm not going to lie, I've missed the opportunity over the past few weeks to just talk with you and share some of my thoughts on work and Q&A issues that you might have. And so this week, we're going to be talking all about strategies to win at work. And winning at work to me, it, it means a lot of things, actually. But if I had to boil it down into one statement, I believe that winning at work means enjoying what you do enjoying who you do it for, and enjoying the overall results that you're getting from your labor. And so I wanted to talk about a few things, a few ideas that I had about winning at work. So I really believe that this is an important conversation because when you think about the fact that so many people are disengaged at work, so many people switch careers in the middle of their working life and their working age, more and more people are trying to find that secret sauce, that formula to winning at work. And the truth is, you know, people like me who sit in the HR seat in an organization or run an HR business, we get to see everyone's rise, fall, sputtering out. And I believe that there are certain principles that you can follow, that if you follow them, you'll not only win at work, but you'll even thrive in your life as well. So before I jump into it, I want to talk about the four areas that I believe everyone needs to think about when it comes to keeping score on am I winning at work? So the four areas that I believe that you need to have in order to win at work, there are four C's. It's confidence, creativity, communication, and culture. Again, I'll say that again. In order to win at work, you need to master confidence, creativity, communication, and culture. Now, I've been having a lot of conversations lately and speaking 
globally from my office, but globally through virtual conversations and, and speaking engagements. And one of the things that I've been saying is that human resources is a function, but everyone plays a role in proper human resources in an organization. And the reason why everyone plays a role is because everyone helps shape the culture of an organization. Everyone has an impact on everyone's employee experience at work. And so these four things matter not just to HR professionals, but they matter to you as an individual because this is how you keep score about how you're winning at work. And if you're an HR person listening to this and you're trying to figure out organizationally, are we winning? You would want to go out and gauge how people feel in these four areas. So I will dive into them a little bit more. So when it comes to confidence, you need to ask yourself these three questions and maybe you scale it on a scale of zero to 10 with zero being, oh my God, this is totally absent to 10 of I've mastered it. I'm thriving and I'm excelling. So the first statement is, I'm confident that I enjoy where I work. So being confident that you enjoy where you work is basically making sure that you're happy about the place that you work and you feel good going every morning or you feel good logging in on online and talking with your employees and team members if you're remote. The next thing is I'm confident in my skills and abilities. So have you ever been in a circumstance where you've been given a project and you have no idea how to do it and you're trying to figure it out so that you don't look bad, but secretly you wish that you were trained on it? Well, SHRM research says that 83% of HR professionals say they've had a difficulty recruiting suitable job candidates in the past 12 months. And I don't think those two ideas are, are so separate from one another. Feeling like you don't have the skills to do a job, but then also recruiters feeling like they can't find people with the appropriate skills. And when you are a professional who's mastered your skills and abilities, whether your workplace gives you that opportunity or you listen to podcasts like this one, you read books, you, you do what you need to. I believe that people who are confident in their skills and abilities are more marketable. They're more marketable at work. They're more marketable as entrepreneurs, they're just better qualified and better suited to succeed and win at work. And the last thing in confidence is I'm confident that my work matters. So having meaningful work and being able to do something that you love is super important in winning at work. The next area is creativity. And I would, you know, make this sort of synonymous with innovation. But the truth is that it's not always about innovation, but sometimes you just want to be creative. So I didn't go with innovation. I did creative creativity as an overarching bubble. And the first thing is I spend time innovating my craft. The second is I seek new ways to grow in my field. And the third one is I get to challenge the way we do things at work. Creativity is a huge thing. So ask yourself, do I feel creative at work? And not only that, because I don't think it's your employer's, um, just your employer's responsibility to help you creative, to be creative. But ask yourself, am I doing what it takes to be creative at work? The next thing is communication. I believe that communication is important for you if you want to thrive at work and win at work. So this is where we talk about the interpersonal relationship you have with people. So are you comfortable with being honest at work? Can you tell people if things aren't going well? Can you tell people if things are going well? Are you able to have difficult conversations? Also, I understand the importance of empathy. That's another statement that you would want to rank because when you understand the importance of empathy, you realize that having empathy is a big measure of emotional intelligence. And that's one of the ways that you want to connect with people 
is with a high level of uh, emotional intelligence. And then the last thing under communication is I provide clear vision and feedback to my team. Hey, you're not winning at work if people don't have direction and if people don't know where they stand with you. So clear vision and feedback is an incredibly important way to have communication at work and win at work. The last thing is culture. So yes, HR pros, you know, you help shape culture, but so does everyone else at work. And, and I said that uh, earlier in the, in the show. So the three culture issues are, I understand what is expected at work. I help create a positive environment at work and I am well liked at work. So when you talk about culture and you talk about expectations, having an understanding of what's expected at me at work is not just with projects and deliverables, but it's also with how you interact with one another. What is the standard for checking in with your supervisor, for having conversations with your teams, all those sorts of things. And then helping create a positive environment at work. When you understand the mission, vision, and values of the organization, you play a responsible role in shaping that environment and helping your place of work become a better environment and more importantly through those values and the last one is i'm well liked at work now some of you may be listening to this or watching this and saying work is not a popularity contest and that is true you don't go to work to be liked but if you really want to win at work and find promotions and find favor with your supervisor and your team, you have to be a likable person. No one likes working with jerks. No one likes working with people that are standoffish, uh, that aren't transparent, that aren't honest. And so even realizing that you don't have to go in and try to be everyone's best friend, you should go in trying to be a responsible person who understands that you need to pay attention to what the room is saying, being able to read the temperature in the room, so to speak, and being that person who can work with others to be successful. So those are my thoughts. I believe in order to win at work, you need to have confidence, you need to have creativity, you need to have communication, and you need to positively shape culture. Did I miss anything? What do you think it takes to win at work? Drop a comment uh, wherever you're watching this or tuning in, and I'd love to hear from you. Make sure that you tweet me as well on Twitter, it's Joey V. Price HR, and on Instagram, it's Joey V. Price HR as well. Send me an email, jprice at jumpstart-hr.com. I'd love to hear from you and I will see you next week.